Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Well, for the first time in the Irish Defence Forces history, soldiers will be allowed to have beards while on duty. And it's one of a few new dress code changes being brought in starting from tomorrow. There's going to be changes to the rules around jewellery, how women can wear their hair and even the painting of female soldiers' nails. Retired Lieutenant Colonel Kevin Byrne, who's now an Air Force Security and Safety Auditor, is with me here on Lunchtime Live today. Kevin, does it really matter what members of the Defence Forces look like? Well, it does, because, of course, uh, it's, it's a, a uniform code has been there for years. And I'm an old guy now. It's 50 years since I joined the Defence Force as a cadet, almost 50 years ago. And we had very strict rules then in the 1970s. We had, you know, near skinhead haircuts. You didn't have things like tattoos. You didn't have any male varnish because, of course, it was male only at that stage. But look, I suppose we're moving into the modern era. I was in a place called, uh, uh, where was it, Ballymun last week, and I saw two members of the Garda Shia Khan, a cadet of the car, and both had beards now, um, you know, uh, now one beard was a bit long for my taste, but that's neither here nor there. There will be rules and regulations about it. And, uh, you know, we're moving into the modern era and we're trying to attract people into the defence forces who might have been somewhat put off by the regulations going back probably a century or, or thereabouts. Yeah, but the fact that you're allowed to wear a sort of a nude colour nail varnish as a female officer or you can have a, you know, a well-trimmed <laughs> yeah. beard, is that really going to entice you to join the Irish Defence Forces? I don't know, but it's, it's, it's an effort, I suppose, to move into the modern era. Now, there was a huge deal many years ago when Her Majesty the Queen came into the airbase where I worked at Baldonnell, and there was a discussion about tattoo, tattoos, which the Guard of Honour might have had on show, if you know what I mean, because young people have them. So I understand the rules on tattoos are going to be where they not be visible in the public, uh, the public domain when you're wearing the uniform now, because there are different kinds of uniforms now. So I suppose you can have, had to have a tattoo that will be covered up in that regard. But um, no, it's a step in the modern, um, the modern era. The only people who could wear beards, I think, in the last number of decades in the Defence Forces were people on naval ships. Some of those definitely mm. had beards. And we had, many years ago in the 1980s, the only people who had beards to blend in were the Special Forces people, those serving with the ARW. But all that did was make them stand out even more, I think, because you knew straight away if you had somebody nearby in a uniform with a beard, they were a ranger wing. So watch out. You know, okay. they were, they were very good. The, yeah, so, so, so you think then it is a welcome move, really, Kevin, is it? Uh, it, it has to be. Now, I'm not in favour, as I mentioned last week, I saw a member of the force, the Garda Shikon, and he looked a bit like Grizzly Adams. And I know the commissioner made comments about that. The beard was, you know, almost down his chest. And it didn't look neat and tidy. The police forces in the UK have had uh, the use of beards and the growing of beards and so forth. And they've had much more relaxed regulations for the last, you know, 15 or 20 years in that regard. So neat and tidy should be the rules and regulations. And again, shortish hair is, is probably popular now whereas for a time it was over the collar and, and now is not so. So we're moving into the modern era, I suppose. But don't forget, it's a disciplined, uniformed organisation we're speaking of, Army, Air Corps and the Navy. And, uh, you know, we don't want to keep it that way. We don't want people coming around who look like they've come off the hunting field in, you know, Alaska or someplace like that. So it is important that we have a uniformity about it. OK. Shelley is with us as well, Kevin. Shelley, you have family members in the Defence Forces. Should they be allowed to wear beards? Yeah, I do. I, so my history is my both my husband and my son serve. My husband retired after 32 years in the Naval Service and my son is currently still serving in the Naval Service. Um, for us, it is slightly different to the Army in that when you do your two years at sea posted, it's at the captain's discretion, you're allowed to grow a beard. So um, both my husband and my son have full beards. 
they're tidy, they're they're shapely, and they're within restriction. But in the naval service, this is um, granted to you when you serve at sea. So yes, I don't see how growing a beard in the Army or the Air Corps would affect your ability to do your job. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, surely if you're out at sea, I mean, for a long period of time, I couldn't see why there'd be any issue or why you wouldn't be granted, you no, know. you can't grow one like Jack Sparrow, you know. You can't look um, <laughs> like a pirate. Them. There are also still restrictions for the Naval Service, but at the same time, um, they're, 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 they're smart, they're trimmed, they're within restrictions, mm. everything is, is, is perfect and, and it doesn't stop their ability to do their work. So uh, when your uh, son and husband were out at sea previously, Shelley, then I assume they they took up that opportunity, did they? And they, they grew beards. They sure did. They, they did, sure did. Yeah. Yep. And then when they came back to, you know, to, to, to land. If they were doing courses, if they were doing um, certain things to do with work um, and their officer in charge wished for them to shave it off, then that's what you have to do. Um, But again, as I say, if you keep it extremely tight within all the parameters that they look for and the rules that they set, um, and if you're always looking smart, then they don't really have a problem with it. Mm. The guards relaxed some of the restrictions previously in Garda Shiakana. I think they allow for beards now that describe them as being neatly trimmed between 0.5 mm-hmm. centimetres and 2 centimetres in length. So yes, they're fairly there is short. There. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know the, um, the measurement for the Naval Service offhand. But again, correct. There, you are allowed within a certain parameter. You are. Is there a, you know, a concern, I suppose, among some members? And, you know, we, we've been hearing some of that and seeing some of that today that uh, some members won't keep them neatly shaped and groomed, Shelley. Look, we're, we, you know, if you want to talk these things, you're also going to talk about hairstyle. You have to have a short, I mean, the size short back and sides comes from making sure your hair is neat and tidy, that when you are on parade, when you were, you know, on your morning, that you are. Um, your appearance is smart. So if they're not going to keep their beard, then they're not keeping their hair, then this is something that's going to be an issue and a problem in their career, not because it's on their face. It's going to be because you have to keep your hair smart, short, tidy. You, so it, the same would stand for your beard. Mm. Um, so when people say they're not going to look after it, then, you know, there are rules. And that is the point of the military. You follow your rules. So I, I think that's kind of a non-argument to have. Because you, you do see when even, you know, in, in any other defence forces or, or armies across many countries, a lot of them just have that kind of, the crew cut hairstyle. Correct. Yeah. Women have to have it um, tied back, have it neat and at the nape of their neck. It's not to interfere with your number one or, you, you know, your, your beret or your hat. Um, I, I, again, I just, I don't see a problem with it. Um, again, when it comes to different sections in the military. So, you know, if you are a gunner, if you are a carpenter, if you're a mechanician, then it's not going to affect your job. But if you are a cook, then, you know, you'll have to wear a beard net. If you are a cook, women would not be able to wear nail varnish because of contaminating food. But if you were one of the other divisions that are there, then you're well able to execute your job, be it with a beard or with a pair of stud earrings or a very light or clear nail polish. 
none of these are going to hinder your job. Is it a little ridiculous, Shelley, in 2024? You know that we're telling certain professions, this is how you have to dress. Your appearance has to be managed. No, I don't think so. I think when it comes to the military, you have to have a deep-rooted pride. And this is not just in your job, it's in your appearance. You are representing your country. You so And these traditions, this pride, it should continue. It's part of the core of our military. And of all militaries, um, certainly you couldn't tell, the, tell somebody, you know, in, in a different profession. But if you think of any professional job out there, smart dress, certainly couldn't go, you know, with certain personalised fashion choices that you may wish to do. And you can't do them because your profession asks for a smart, clean dress. It's no different. It's just in the parameters of the military. Okay. Dahi has got in touch here in WhatsApp. He says, it seems nearly every guard under the age of 40 in Dublin at the moment, they all seem to have a beard. Mark is with us on the line in Leash. Mark, you were in the Defence Forces in the past. Would you have liked a beard? Um, I don't don't know what it is. Uh, I probably would have tried to to grow a beard. I know when I was overseas in in Africa, the grooming standard was relaxed because of um, cleanliness. We were shaving on the ground while we were on patrol up to two weeks to three weeks on the ground. So shaving would have been unhygienic. You risked um, infections in your face from abrasions caused by the razor. So we were growing beards overseas in an operational capacity. But um, I don't know. I maybe would have tried growing a beard myself. But one thing I do have to know, there's arguments for and against this. And one of the things I would think and an argument against it would be is uh, the tactical capacity in a CBR um, environment whereby... If you have a beard, you can't create a proper seal with a respirator on your face, which means you're a dead man. You know, so that's one aspect of it. In terms of one of my previous um, qualifications was an unarmed combat instructor, so I know that one of the things I'd be grabbing in a fight is a beard if someone had one. You know, so there's that there's that aspect as well because the trade of any soldier first and foremost before anything else or any other qualification that they have is a platform to fire that rifle off. Well, I, I, I think from, from what I spotted this morning, Mark, if you're somebody who works um, in operations where you have to wear a kind of a, I presume that's the gas mask or something you're talking about, is it? Or yeah, other it kind is, of yeah, protective, yeah, respirator, yeah. protective gear like firefighters, you're, they're not permitted to have a beard, well, apparently. It, it, well, I can tell you, if you had a beard or if you had any, even stubble, it, it wouldn't permit a proper seal on your face with the respirator. Um, so therefore, any uh, contaminant that's in the air or in the atmosphere is going to make its way into a respirator, which makes you ineffective. Um, but I, I, will, I will add to the entire, uh, and it's kind of a strategic overview of this. The first thing I thought when I read this article, when a few of my mates that are still serving, they sent it to me. The first thing I thought about was, in this, in this day and age, when you can't turn on the TV and or listen to the radio and you see conflict and wars everywhere, the whole world is on the verge of World War Three, and the Irish contribution to it is beards and nail varnish. <laughs> you know, in, in, and it's in, it's in regards to, it's approaching uh, making the Defence Forces more appealable for recruitment and yeah. it's making it more appealable for uh, retention by grasping at straws Instead of, like, I don't know what the mental gymnastics about this is with the people making the decisions on the Defence Forces is pay conditions, pensions, contracts. And then you won't have to worry about beards and nail varnish. You want soldiers. You want um, people who will want to join for the profession, not because, Asher, I can grow my beard out or I can wear nail varnish and mm-hmm. I can relax the grooming standards in a disciplined organisation where uniformity is key to teamwork. You know, there's no individuals. You are all part of the machine and the machine does its job. But when you've got parts of the machine that says, no, I'm different and I'm special and I'm going to grow my beard and I'm going to have my, my, my nails painted and I'm going to set myself apart, 
then that system starts to break down. Now, in, in every and all honesty, me personally, I think anyone in the Defence Forces who wants to grow beard and can, how bad? And if they want to wear nail varnish, how bad? Because I know that if this standard or this is relaxed a bit, it'll be highly regulated. It'll be highly regulated. Well, not, not to sort of, not, not to be kind of smart about it, Mark, but from what I'm reading certainly today, and unless there's any additional uh, information about it, it's actually only the women. It's only the female officers who are going to be allowed to wear earrings and um, particular shades of nail varnish, but you can't have any nail art or any fancy designs. Yeah, I, well, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't expect that. Um, you know, look, I, I'm I'm the type of person like when I was an NCO, um, like that. I've been like junior management, but um, when I was an NCO, I didn't really mind uh, in terms of how people wore the uniform because I, I remember Murphy's Law: um, no combat ready unit ever passed inspection, and no inspection ready unit ever passed combat. You know, that's how it goes. But there ha- you have to find a middle ground in that right. in terms of uh, your normal duty stations at home. I mean, as, as that woman um, pointed out before you, if you're in preparation of food, well, then nail varnish doesn't go hand in hand with yeah. with But there's health and safety stuff yes, around exactly. that. Yeah, ab- yeah. absolutely. Uh, t- Tommy is with us as well, Mark. Let me just bring in Tommy for a moment. Tommy, you're also um, an ex-Defence Forces member. Do you welcome this move today? I think so, yeah. I think it'd be good for the outfit, you know. Um, like, at the moment... Um, Boys are travelling long distance to get to these barracks is now. You know, a lot of the barracks I'm I'm living along the border here and, and like these boys whatever they're trying to get, they deserve it, you know. That's what they do because I mean they're travelling from Cavan, Belt Orbit, you know, to go to Atlone to the army. Mm-hmm. And and like it's an awful journey like for these boys. They close down all these barracks along the way. And so whatever bit of comfort they have, they should be entitled to it. You know? Want, want, to grow, and, want to grow a bit of a beard, or why not? Yeah. I, like, way back in the 70s, they were growing them. Right. I remember that in college's barracks in Cork. They actually grew. Yeah. Because I, it was a medical thing. And a lot of fellas got away with it, you know. They didn't have to see it because they, they had uh, spots on their face and that, and they were cutting themselves. So they couldn't go on inspections. So they grew, you know, grew, grew a beard, an eat beard. But well, was a, th- th- that's the point, Richard, though, isn't it? Like, I mean, is it a kind of a free-for-all or do you think there should still be some guidelines around how, how neat and tidy and, uh, and well-trimmed the beard is? Uh, yes. I think, I think the key thing is, my, my point was going to be that you can't wear a gas mask. So you, you can't have troops at home you know, growing a beard and going on combat and having to the beard because you don't get that training built in, you don't get uniformity. But I think the last listener kind of said it exactly right that, that all these kind of military forces, police forces, firearms units work on the basis of a lack of individuality. You know, you're a team, you do it together, you dress the same, work the same, fitness is the same, standards are the same. And if you start bringing in individuality, that breaks down. Um, that's okay. good for recruitment, not good for combat. But but I suppose if you're not going to allow those in in those sort of tactical units anyway, you know the likes maybe of your your um, I don't know is it the Army Ranger Wing or some of these sort of specialised armed armed units within the Defence Forces, if they're not allowed to wear it anyway, it's um you know it's your kind I suppose it's your your day to day boots on the ground members. It is, but if you're joining one of these units, if you want to be a committed, you know, say police farms in, in my role or an army person or, you know, combat soldier, then you're joining that for that 
to get into that team, to be mm-hmm. one of that members. You know, you're not joining because you want to express your individuality. I, I, and I do get the argument that people should be allowed to be how they are, but not in a disciplined environment. You, you, need, you need that um, common ground yeah. that all soldiers, you know, who are going to fight beside each other in combat. You want these guys to be acting together, thinking together, working together. That's, that, that's um, a fair point, though, Kevin, isn't it, Kevin Byrne? Yeah, I I think that um, uh, individuality comes into it to a certain extent, but the idea of the uniformity and the the fact that we carry all the same firearms are dressed the same, the same berets, the same backpacks. Uniformity means there's an outward sign of discipline and that we know the rules and regulations like that. But I think it's inevitable in the modern age that they're going to get people who said, can I grow up Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Medically, yes, I've seen people who have have worn them and they're able to do it, but you want to be making sure it doesn't get in the way of the mask, as has been discussed, and or the oxygen mask if you're going flying in an aircraft and that kind of thing, or respirators if you're going to be out in, you know, uh, gas conditions, that kind of thing. One, uh, One observation I'll make, if I may, is the fact that I go to one or two retired functions every year and the gang of us get together and all ranks get together. I'm fascinated by the fact that within two years of returning from the Defence Forces, about one-fifth of the people I meet grow beards. Really? They never had yet. Yeah. Yeah. Novelty factor, is it, Kevin? It is, yeah. I'm talking about generals down to corporals. You know, people like that, they, they grow beards and they've got longer beards than they would probably have had they been allowed to grow them in service. It's a kind of a reaction to the fact they've been in service for 30 or 40 years and they're now Nobody to give out to you. To some extent. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it, very interesting the reaction actually to this today. A listener here in WhatsApp, um, it's basic grooming standards. It's not the same industry, but I worked in a five-star hospitality for 20 years. Standard grooming was either clean-shaven or a neatly groomed beard. It's just basic grooming. Um, Paddy has gotten in touch. She says beards are completely natural for men. Shaving the face is unnatural. Shaving is a Roman tradition to stop Roman men looking like barbarians, which translates as the wearer of beards. I've worn a beard all of my adult life, including as an oil rig worker who's often required to wear a respiration mask. Enforcing shaving is all about control. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.